Hello and uh, welcome, or even better, um, welcome back. Let me start this um, episode with an assertion that sets the scene. Consider this. Consider that every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. It might seem simple and it might be obvious, but it's actually quite an important insight to anyone operating as a as a consultant or an expert change agent, because our role is um, changing results. And in organizations, which are complex social systems, um, then in order to change the results, you have to change the system. And at this stage in our consulting conversations, we're thinking creatively. We, We want to create a vision and a change strategy. And I think it's really important that that vision is, is uh, complete and holistic and looks at the critical and multiple interactions in organizations. Now, if you focus on, on just one part of the solution or, or just change one element in isolation, there is a massive risk, I think, of unintended consequences. I don't know if you've heard of Goodhart's law, but Let me share that law with you. So Goodhart's law says, when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. So just imagine you have an organization that uh, manufactures nails and you you want to improve productivity. So you set a target that just says we're going to generate more nails. So you target people on the number of nails they produce. You might just get thousands and thousands of really small nails and you go oh that that wasn't the outcome so let's change let's change the measure let's focus on the total weight of the uh, nails an unintended consequence there might be that people then make a few really gigantic nails so you're getting a result but it's an unintended consequence it's not the result you wanted and perhaps because you were just emphasizing change on one element of the system, the the target and the incentives. To help design solutions that get better results then, that allow us to design towards desired outcomes, not unintended ones, I'd like to share with you in this session a a conversational pattern that you can use uh, as a thinking tool or an analytical tool in conversation with yourself, but much more often as a, as a workshop tool where you lead and facilitate a group to examine the key elements of the organizational system that together um, influence the outcome that's resulted. Now, in Zionic, for, for more than 20 years, we've used a systemic pattern to achieve this. So this is a specific pattern uh, that we call systemic design. Uh, I'd like to share with you how that works and what it is. So um, I'm going to speak in words, but perhaps think think visually. Uh, Think about a whiteboard where you put in the center of of that whiteboard the statement of, uh, of the outcome or the desired result. And then surrounding that center, Um, think about six planets. So um, a circle or a planet, which is the leadership element, then move around the people 
element. Then the third element, process. Fourth, structure. Fifth, culture. And then lastly, assets. Now, I'll define what these are a little bit more as we, um, as we go around. But let me perhaps give a little example to illuminate. So imagine we want to change the focus of um, an engineering organization so that that organization develops people that can create quality and put a focus on quality, on doing things right first time, where perhaps previously the focus of the organization has, has been on quantity or speed of production or hitting dates. So we want to achieve that different focus. Before we go further, think in this example what would happen uh, if we didn't have any one of these elements contributing to that outcome. So let's say uh, we didn't have leadership on board and we hadn't addressed, for instance, not only top leadership, but middle management. The chances are that then people would get uh, conflicting signals, that some leaders would be asking for one thing, other leaders asking for another thing. Um, maybe the change in behavior would, would just end up being blocked or people would experience noise. So when we think about leadership, you know, we have to think about what are leaders communicating? What are they going to reward and recognize? And how do they need to act as, as role models for the change in the organization? Move on um, then to think about people. If we wanted to bring about this, this change without communicating to people effectively, without training them, without giving them the skills, the knowledge and the tools uh, and the appreciation of uh, quality at source, well, there just would be no, no uptake. You know, they might be getting the message from leadership, but then the confusion would be, well, how do we do this? How do we go about it? So when you think about people, you need to think about uh, their motivations, uh, the messages that have been communicated to them, the skills and the capabilities to do the work, and sometimes impacts uh, around numbers and, um, and locations, or though that, that will also come back when we think about structure. So that was people. Uh, let's say you're bringing about this change, but you didn't spend any time re-engineering processes. Uh, now you try and improve quality without re-engineering process. If you're you're not um, improving, say, information or data quality at source, then you'll put a lot of extra work into the process at the back end doing quality checking, which is going to create more more cost, more delay, more controls probably not really the, the outcome that, that you wanted in an ideal world. Similarly, with structure, if you're re-engineering processes and you have a focus on process quality or service quality, then you might want to think about ownership. Do you have in the structure a, a process owner or a service owner that is responsible for the quality performance of that process? And in any change, when you're thinking about structure, you need to think about how is the work going to be organized? You know, how are the new processes going to be performed in the organization? If we want greater quality, we might want to reduce the number of, of, of handovers and, and, and actually change the way that we, we organize work. So 
the principle of ownership would say perhaps you, sh you should have a pod or a team that own the uh, front to back result. And then moving around to culture, if you didn't change the culture of the organization, so, you know, what are the incentives? What are the behavioral norms? What are the conversations that people are having about quality, say, as opposed to quantity? Then you're you're basically going to find your changes resisted. So resistance to change can be an outcome of, of not really thinking about how you modify the culture. So examining culture, you might want to think about how is that culture transmitted? How is it reinforced? Do you have change champions and whatever? And then finally, when we talk about assets, which is really we mean the, the systems or the codified knowledge in the organization, if you wanted to achieve this result, but you hadn't put any of, 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 of the metrics or you weren't giving people the data about quality and people couldn't see um, the consequence of the changes that they're bringing into place or you didn't have basic assets in, in terms of the training that you're going to, to give people and the know-how um, to succeed, then I guess enormous frustration could be the consequence. Hopefully that example is bringing this conversational pattern, this systemic design method to life. And now you can start to see the power of it, um, see some of the risks of, of not thinking systemically. And um, maybe you can start to see how you might facilitate a workshop, a systemic design workshop to um, get people thinking the right way, to have these conversations towards developing and designing a, a really complete end state, end state vision. So how would I run a workshop like this? Well, I think I'd want broad participation. I, I want people who are you know, cross-functional, cross-disciplinary. And um, what would I do with that group? Explain the outcome. You know, go back. I think we talked in an earlier session about how often you you need to explain the business value of the change. So, explain the outcome, create the context, build a shared understanding of the problem to be solved and the outcome to be achieved. Then this is a structured process. So, explain the process. How is that process going to work? Maybe reveal your whiteboard uh, with the planets, and then facilitate the group to stand in the future and to say, were we achieving this outcome, what conditions would be present? So examining one element at a time. Leadership, what, what would be the key messages communicated by leadership? What are the behaviors they would be role modeling? Uh, people, uh, what is the, the impact on understanding, on skills? on the habits that you want people to acquire. So thinking through the impacts to people and how people will be different and operating in a different way. Knowledge, attitude, skills, and habits that contribute to the outcome. Examine your processes. Think about what new processes might be required to achieve the result and what existing processes may need to be re-engineered. Then take a look at your structure. So how is that work going to be performed? Do you need 
any new points of ownership in the organization? Can you see um, an impact to, to the way that the, the processes are carried out uh, within the firm? Moving to culture, think about how will that how will that culture operate in the change world? What are the levers that will influence culture? I, I think very much um, think about the new behavioral norms, maybe the values that the organization expresses and how are those values translated in, in, in recognition and rewards and who you hire and who you promote in the organization. And then assets is, is think about what infrastructure, what data, what systems, the codified knowledge uh, that needs to be available to achieve that result. Now, this takes time. Um, sometimes you have subgroups doing different elements, or, or sometimes you lead the whole group through um, through one you know one theme to to another theme and let that flow. Uh, integrate the results, um, maybe take the thinking away and create, you know, a very large poster or, or a wall chart that, that has the key future conditions for success uh, against each of those elements. Really what, what you're building here and what should emerge then is a complete vision of your future end state. Now, if we remember that every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets, it is possible to think about the current results and how they're different. So maybe go back to the problem statement and, you know, the current situation, how is that different to the outcome? And then looking around each of these six elements, you can ask yourself, well, what is the difference between where we are today that's generating the current result? And where do we need to, to go? And you know, as you do that delta, you'll start to see you know, what are the key changes that, uh, as you design a change program, what are the key changes that you'll be bringing about? What are the waves of change? It can really influence your thinking as well about the work streams and a program structure that might get you there. This session then has been about one tool, you know, one pattern, one pretty extended conversation. But I have to say, in my experience, and I've used this many times, it is really important to do this. And, and when it's done, it can be very powerful step on building the, the vision. Um, too often, it's not done also, in my experience. People in their area of expertise tend to focus on, on the element of the system that, that they know best. So if they're technology people, there's a focus on, on um, the, the assets in, in, in terms of the computer systems or the data. Or if they're organizational change consultants, there'll be a focus perhaps on the leadership, the people, and the culture. But I think it's really important to think holistically. Um, there is a mindset. I haven't really talked about mindset yet, but... Uh, um, I, found a, I found a quote here. Um, I'll tell you who said this later, um, but let me give you the quote. All things appear and disappear because of the consequences of causes and conditions. Nothing exists entirely alone. Everything is in relation to everything else. Um, that was the Buddha.
So that's the mindset. It obviously has a tradition that goes back a, a long way. You know, it is important to think holistically and to lead yourself and others to understand that, that when people have a better understanding of the system, they are better able to identify actions that lead to desired outcomes. Uh, and if you're taking away from this session that insight and that belief, I hope you're also taking away a practical tool to help you achieve great results and um, try it out. See if it works for you. See if your experience is as positive as mine. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. This is Chris.